Hello. It's Thursday, the 2nd of June. It's hard to believe we're six months into the year. And instead of writing something today, I've taken the liberty of recording this monologue. And I'm desperately hoping that I don't get interrupted by a phone call or somebody shouting outside or the dog suddenly barking as someone comes to the door. I'm going to start with a short poem. It's from Charles Bukowski, who else? The book is What Matters Most is How Well You Walk Through the Fire. And this is a poem called No Guru. I keep getting phone calls from the helpless and the lonely and the depressed. Yes, I tell them, that happens to all of us. Oh, you're writing poems now. I'll buy your book. Women, you lose them and you find them. Be strong, eat well, sleep late if possible. You're sick, you should jog, jog along the water, watch for the dolphins. You need vitamin E, cigarettes and a new typewriter ribbon. I hang up. I go over and sit down in front of the typewriter. Little do they know, those suffering bastards, that no man is completely sane. I am sweating behind the ears. The phone rings again. I listen. I listen until it stops. Then I lean over the keys. Another great book in the works for Barnes and Noble. And I don't know what it is about Bukowski's poetry, and it may not be for you, but there's always something in it. There's always a message. And I've entitled this post Weighed Down. And if I think about his life, he was certainly weighed down by his art. He struck me as somebody who was fighting a great battle just with himself to, to endure, to come through. And it wasn't that he was seeking fame, or may, maybe secretly he was, but not, not so you'd know it. He just kept writing. He just kept doing his thing. And there's a lot that I think we could all learn in that if we just stuck to our craft, if we just stuck to something that we were fully committed to. I think that's part of the problem of the epoch that we're living through and in, that there are simply too many choices. And yes, that sounds privileged and that sounds exceptional, but it, it strikes me that everyone or everyone I've ever known or met is seeking after the same sort of things a good job, a well-paid job, holidays, things, stuff. And it's not that their angst or their existential travails are any less important than the next person. But we've come through so much in the last hundred odd years. And I think not to trivialise anything, that I think our problems compared to our forebears are minuscule. They're certainly minuscule here 
in this country. And that's not to push to one side the poverty, the inequality, the class struggle. But my generation is certainly more fortunate than the previous one. And there's no signs that the next generation wants to do anything worse than or be worse off than my generation. So I think we're weighed down in a strange sort of way by the wrong things very often. And I know that's easy for me to say, but this choice, this freedom, this opportunity is an opportunity and some would might see it as a blessing, but it may also be a curse. If we had fewer choices, if we had less opportunity, we had to knuckle under, as they say, and you know the the the, the fingering of the rosary you know, took on more significance. In other words, we sat with more of what's arising. But I don't want to sound like I'm finger-wagging. I don't want to sound as if I've got all the answers because I haven't. Absolutely 100% not. That's not my thing. If I, have, if I have a gift at all, it's to see into and through the mist and to try to come up with a question, a well wrought question that it's weighty enough that's powerful enough not to be slain by an easy glib hackneyed answer one driven through the lens of solutioning or hope or whatever else people think is important a question that routinely comes to mind is what is enough? Why don't we ask that question? How would we even know what's enough? The whole thing about growth, being the best version of yourself, wanting to learn, wanting to develop, wanting to know more and more and more. When do we know that we're complete, that we've grown into our true self. Another question might be, what does it mean to live with less? So in my case, I think when I write and when I speak, I'm trying to I'm trying to scribe or I'm trying to take dictation in a way from the marketplace. I'm trying to understand what the culture is saying to me. Why is it we can't seem to turn things around, particularly with the Anthropocene snapping at our heels? Why can't we accept that it's too late? I mean, too late. Just think about that. What is too late? How are we going to stop the egregious ecocidal companies from continuing their dominance of the marketplace to the detriment of us all? 
How can we wean ourselves off of things that we know are not good for us? There are so many things, and this isn't about being sanctimonious. This isn't about being holier than thou. This is simply trying to come to terms with the time and place that we're born into, to try and make sense of it as best that we can. And as Jenkinson says, to be ancestors worth claiming. And I certainly don't feel like an ancestor worth being claimed in the future. I can see future generations thinking that we were all deluded. We were completely off our heads. You know, who who would have thought that things like the motor car or the factory or all these other components that we are now entirely reliant upon, even the internet, would bring about such catastrophe? Whatever happens to the simple life, yes, going back to the land, being more primal, more animistic. What happened to the conversation, the stories? Where did all that go? Why have we allowed it to disappear so easily? So these are some of the things that weigh me down and they continue to vex me in an unholy way. There's part of me that wonders whether I should just shut up and disappear. Perhaps that's the best thing that I could do, to live out my life in a quiet and unassuming way and stop being so prolific online. Stop thinking that I've got something worth saying. Again, all issues in the mythos, I think, for me to contemplate on. But anyhow, that's enough of my little monologue. It's 10 minutes or so. I hope you have a wonderful day. It's a bank holiday here in the UK, celebrating the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. I'm not sure how I'm going to reflect on that, that life of service. There's a lot I could say, but it's probably best I don't about what I've witnessed during my life with regards to the royal family. Anyhow, take care until the next time. And thank you very much for listening and for all your support.